0: Hey, this is Benjamin Wong, and you're listening to Kid CEO, The Story of a Startup. Welcome back to Kid CEO. This is the first episode in the story of a startup, where I document my adventures as a kid in the wide world of business. So I think as an entrepreneur, one of the biggest questions you have to ask yourself is, why am I doing this? As an adult, why am I leaving a stable, steady job for something that will likely end in failure? As a kid, why am I spending all this time that I would have spent playing Fortnite or playing football outside to do something that no other kid is doing? And so for me, it's always been about A lot of things, but my ambition, and also the fact that I never wanted to work for someone else. I never liked being told what to do. It was weird, in school, the teacher would assign me to do a project, and I'd be grumbling about it complaining. But if I did the exact same project as my own hobby, like literally the exact same thing, but I told myself to do it, I would actually have fun with it. And also, a lot of props goes to my parents for my ambition, and so obviously they supplied me the basic necessities, so clothes, water, food, but I think it was four or five years ago, and there was this thing called Animal Jam. So Animal Jam was like one of these virtual playgrounds, kind of, where you could create an avatar and socialize with others and do other games, etc. And... I really wanted this membership because with the membership, you know, you look good, you can brag in the game. And my parents wouldn't give me the money. It was like $15 a year. But I was really blessed to have a bunch of full-grown avocado trees. So what I decided to do was sell avocados to pay for that membership. I think that was really the start of my journey to entrepreneurship. Another time was, I think, 2015, 2016, where Star Wars, it was the new Force Awakens, came out. And so, Nehemiah and Nathaniel, two of my best friends, were really excited about um, Star Wars. And we wanted these exclusive Funko Pops. So what we decided to do was sell avocados on the street, again, <laughs> to pay for the uh, these, like, collectible boxes. So we would pick a bunch of avocados, drive down maybe three minutes, five minutes and go to the corner, and just start waving around avocados. And, you know, we actually made, you know, $30 in an hour, I think. And we $30 was exactly enough to buy the collectible box. Another time, I think, was in my room, I had this bookshelf under my desk. And I would make little things out of foil and sell them. Like little foil bowls or foil um, swans. My aunt always brings it up now. It wasn't a very profitable business, but... It was a good learning experience. In 6th grade, I really liked Shark Tank. And if you don't know what Shark Tank is, it's that show where entrepreneurs come on and pitch to a bunch of investors their ideas. Some of the cool kids I guess made this mock handball baseball league. And I think I spent a couple days, all day just negotiating with them over, you know, 10% ownership of essentially nothing. Another time, last year, we were at a family reunion, In Oregon, and all the kids are playing by the playground. But instead of doing that, I would talk to the adults about the economy. So, I wanted to bring something else up. Adults always ask me, and I'm sure I'm not the only kid, what do you want to be one day? It seems like the most cliche question to ask a kid ever. But I have a real, I don't hate many things, but I really don't like that question. Because it's implying that you're a worker, not a leader. I would always respond, I want to be rich one day. I want to be a billionaire one day or a CEO. And I would always feel weird because they're expecting answers like engineer or a dentist or a doctor. And yeah, most people will be a job like that, but it doesn't encourage people like me to do jobs that are out of the ordinary. Lastly, one of the biggest and probably my number one reason for wanting to be an entrepreneur is I wanted to have a legacy. You know, like 99.9% of the world, when they die, they aren't widely remembered. Maybe they're remembered by a couple um, siblings or family, but the world doesn't remember them. And I did not want that to happen to me. Basically, if you ever watched that movie, Crazy Rich Asians, I wanted to build something that will last forever. I wanted to have a family house, you know, like a long tower in New York, something that will always be there. I wanted my name and history books, like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, or Rockefeller. And I couldn't just wait to be an adult to start that journey. One of my favorite books of all time was Warren Buffett's biography, Snowball. It's a very extremely long book. I read the condensed version, and it's like 700 pages, and there's small font and pages are huge. But it teaches you a lot of lessons, and tells you a lot about what kind of character a wealthy, successful person has to have. You know, when he was 12, 15, Warren Buffett would collect golf balls around golf courses, and sell them back to the golf course. He would find pinball machines at garage sales and then help his, with his friend to put them back together and put them in barbershops to make their money back. You know, he wanted to be rich before he even knew the alphabet. In fact, one of my favorite, the funniest thing in that book was when he was in high school, Warren Buffett, he was making more money than his teachers, which is incredibly ironic. I also think that in many ways, I'm very similar to Warren Buffett. I was reading his book, and I kept, I annotate books, and I kept writing relevant, 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 and arrows and highlights to everything. Warren Buffett bought his first stock at age 12, I believe. I bought my first stock at age 10, you know, two years before him. And I remember running into my 6th grade teacher's class at 7 a.m., an hour before school started, yapping about this first stock that I ever owned, AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, and how great it was and how much money I was going to make. And I knew then that I had to set my sights on being an entrepreneur, because that's what was meant for me. Of course, it also helped that both my parents are entrepreneurs, starting their own business. And I saw them, and I wanted to have their freedom. They were able to go to all my violin performances and help my little sister go to her school to volunteer. Where I finally found my chance was a couple weeks ago, I think a month and a half. I was playing football with my little sister a lot outside. And one day when we were playing, I spotted one of my friends, Noah, walking by. And of course, because of lockdown, we didn't really talk. Then I went inside, had dinner, and then I see Noah outside, and he's obviously signaling that he wants to come talk to me. So I went outside, and of course, we socially distanced, and we just had some small talk. I think... A couple of days later, maybe a week, my little sister was putting on a spa and I got a text from Noah, Noah Golder. And he said, you know, do you want to go on a walk now? And don't worry, we were wearing masks, we socially distanced, etc. So I said, yeah, why not? So I put on a mask and we went outside for a walk. So how do I know about Noah? It's actually a very coincidental and very funny, fortunate story. It was the summer of sixth grade. I was a boy, or I still am a Boy Scout. And one of my friends, Diego, me and him, we went to the Circle X camp by ourselves. So obviously, because we're by ourselves, they have to pair us up with two other individual scouts. And so, at the end of the day, it was four of us. Me, Diego, Noah, and one other guy. I don't remember his name, but we'll call him Chris. So, from there, I got along with Noah very good, and then Diego got along with Chris very good. And one day, we were talking, I think my mom and Noah's dad, about where they lived. And it was like, where do you live? Upland. And so from there, we found out that we lived like right next to each other. And it was very fortunate that that happened. It was so coincidental. Um, so then we even went to a JavaScript class later. And it was funny because me and him were, I think, the smartest, I guess, of the group. So we would always win these tickets. And every week, we'd come back with these gift cards to Baskin Robbins or Subway. It was really fun. So on our first couple walks, we were talking about a lot of things. But most importantly, Kid CEO. And I was talking to him about some of the listeners, some of the listener count for Kid CEO. And we were wondering, why doesn't Kid CEO get more listens? Uh, And honestly, Kid CEO does an okay amount of listens, but we could still do better. So my target demographic is kids. And well, not many kids listen to podcasts, because there's not a podcast meant for them. Basically, my demographic is uh, is a percentage of a very small group of people. Say, 10 people out of 100 listen to podcasts. 10 kids out of 100 people listen to podcasts. Now, I'm targeting the entrepreneur kids, which is maybe 2%. So, two kids out of 100. And so, really what we're trying to do then is expand the amount of kids who listen to podcasts. And obviously, a little girl isn't going to want to listen to me because it's irrelevant information. My little sister or my older sister, they don't listen to me because they don't need to know what the stock market is. That's not what they're going to do and it's not what they're interested in. So we wanted to get more kids into podcasts by finding podcasts that were perfect for them. Let's talk about Noah for a bit. He's one of the very few people who's as ambitious as me. He wants to be successful just as much as me. And it obviously shows because he's putting the time and work in every day now to help grow this business. We fit together very well as well. He's more skillful. He's, he knows basketball. He can code Python. He's much more skillful than me. But where I come in is I'm a better leader and a better communicator. So he brings in the talent and I help lead the company. So when we started the company, Kids Podcast Company, a.k.a. Kids BC, everything was going great. Essentially, what we were doing is finding the perfect podcast for every kid. We had beautiful logos. We had a great team. I had new ideas every day. It looked like we were on smooth sailing. But then we came into our first obstacle, which was trademark. So of course, we wanted to protect our name from others using it with, without our permission. But our name was considered too generic as we are literally a kid's podcast company. You know, it makes sense, right? So thinking back, this turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Earlier, I talked about being an entrepreneur, and I've always wanted to be one, but I never could, because I didn't have the resources or someone to help me. And I think this is the same with plenty of other kids who have great ideas, but don't have any way to act on them. And now, because we weren't limited to podcasts, we were able to help me and those other kids. If you know me well, you know that I'm a big Office fan, the TV show. And there's this one episode where Michael goes to Ryan's business school to give a presentation. So he gives this big presentation about how to create your own company. And it's not 100% accurate, of course, but it's a good gist of what what it's about. So first, we need a problem. We're not going to start a business if the world's perfect, because then what's the point? We determined our problem would be the productive kids who have great ideas, ambitious kids, creative kids are bored out of their mind because they have all these ideas, but they can't do anything about them. And I was one of those kids. So what Noah and I decided to do was give these kids a platform and the resources to help scale up their business, to build a name for themselves. We'll take little Tommy, and I don't care if Tommy's a podcast host or an entrepreneur, or he wants to be the CEO of the next Uber. What we're going to do is we're going to give this Tommy resources and advice and help guide him. So from there, other kids will see that, wow, this ordinary child was able to do so much. And it will inspire them to do the same thing. So soon, we'll have a domino effect of a bunch of kids getting ahead of the game. They have their own business and they're not even 18 yet. So after we laid out this plan, me and Noah, we just looked at each other and said, you know, this could be something big. Like what you're hearing? I'm glad. Let me know what you think on our Instagram page at Kids CEO Podcast. Also, if you could leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.